When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we start, please check out our new podcast, Good Sleep. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1798, How to Be Patient in an Impatient World, part two by Mark Manson of markmanson.net and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome to Optimal Living Daily, OLD or old for short. If you're new here, this is where I read to you like a big ongoing audiobook from many different authors, and then I'll often give some commentary at the end. Stick around, I'll have a decent amount to say about today's post, which is a continuation from yesterday though. This is part two of two, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first if you haven't already. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. How to be patient in an Impatient World, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Patience wins in an impatient world. Look, the modern world is great. I love having toilet paper delivered to me while I scroll through 800 movies and watch none of them. Who doesn't love that? It's great. But there's a dark side to our constant stimulation. All of these low-value distractions in our lives have conditioned us to think that patience is for suckers, that we must move fast and break things, that if we're not up to date on everything all the time, we're going to get left in the dust. Human behavior is driven primarily by avoiding risk, and all of these low-dose, pleasure-laced experiences are delivered on demand and on time, or your money-back guaranteed, with such regularity that we've been conditioned to think they carry zero risk and all reward. Without realizing it, we've been lulled into a sort of psychological complacency, believing that everything good should be easy and convenient, even though it's not. Meanwhile, the truly valuable experiences in life, the ones that require the most patience, well, those definitely aren't guaranteed. They come at a risk. So why risk it? Why struggle with questioning your own values when there are funny memes on Instagram to share with all your friends? Why reach for a better career when there's a new Netflix murder documentary to binge watch? Why do the hard work of building a better relationship when we can just swipe right on the next person? And why engage in uncomfortable but necessary dialogue with people you disagree with when you already have that angry tweet typed out and ready to send? Well, I'll tell you why. It's these very discomforts that thrust us towards the true rewards in life. But those true rewards require one thing, patience. All the best things in life, the things with the biggest payoff that give our lives the most meaning, they all require a certain threshold for the kind of discomfort that comes with waiting patiently. 
Anyone who has read my work for a while knows that one of the core tenets of my philosophy is that humans suck. And because humans suck, you're usually at a major advantage when you do the exact thing most other people are not doing. In the case of the 21st century, the things most people are not doing is being patient. The less people are willing to wait patiently for long-term rewards, the better those long-term rewards become. Because it's the ability to sit with your boredom that creates the greatest sparks of creativity. It's the ability to slog through hours and hours of grueling work that eventually gets you noticed and promoted at your job. It's the ability to work through days, weeks, or months of struggle with your partner that allows you to foster deeper intimacy in your relationship. It's the ability to wait and hear out the political craziness in your country that allows democracy to function. Patience wins in an impatient world. When everyone else is in a hurry and distracted by the latest tweet storm, sitting back and merely observing the planet's slow arcing trajectory and noticing it has been unmoved by almost anything that has happened lately, is a supreme advantage, both in terms of getting ahead, but also just in becoming a stable and non-insane person. How to be more patient. Number one, learn to be still. My friend Ryan Holiday just wrote a book called Stillness is the Key, about all of the unexpected and non-obvious benefits of developing the ability to sit quietly with ourselves and our own thoughts. Aside from reducing stress and anxiety, finding moments of stillness in our lives increases creativity, makes us more productive, and also helps us stay grounded in our emotions. The French philosopher Blaise Pascal once said, quote, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone, end quote. And no, Pascal wasn't a disenfranchised lab rat. The secret to being still is to, well, block out time to be still. The best time for me is either first thing in the morning or last thing before I go to bed. Try it. Block out 10 to 15 minutes where there's no phone, no television, no nothing. Just you and your thoughts and maybe a book at most. Walks can be good for this as well. Schedule an afternoon walk for 15 minutes. Again, no phone, no texting, no nothing. Block out time for it. You'll be surprised the clarity of thinking you'll be able to produce. And then there's the ultimate stillness, sleep. Research shows that when we are underslept and exhausted, we become impatient and irritable. We make poor decisions. We become selfish and entitled. Put another way, not sleeping makes us more like the lab rats in the box and less like fully functioning, rational humans. I choose human. Number two, develop better self-awareness around your impatience. Are you actually upset that the kid at the cash register didn't double bag your kombucha? Or is it really because you feel like you don't have much control in your life and so you only assert yourself in situations in which you feel like you have control? Are you actually pissed off at your partner? for not cleaning the crumbs off the counter? Or are you feeling a little disregarded and lashing out? Do you actually think the poor guy who's driving slow in the fast lane is a brain dead dip? Or could it be that you hate your job and the stupid commute you have every day, and so you take it out on him? Developing the ability to be still with your own thoughts should start to open up gaps in your mind between your feeling brain's automatic responses and your thinking brain's more skeptical analysis. Most of your impatience is driven by some deeply rooted sense of entitlement. You don't know what's going on with other people. Maybe the pizza guy got in a car accident. Maybe your partner didn't sleep last night because they're so anxious about an important work meeting. Maybe the slow driver in front of you 
He's a 90-year-old World War II veteran who risked his life, conquered fascism, liberated concentration camps, and saved thousands of people from regimented systematic mass murder. Man, what the f*** have you done lately, bucko? And number three, understand the real value of time. What is waiting? It's essentially just experiencing a certain period of time without any reward. But what is a reward? Ah, we've now arrived at the root of the issue. If what we find rewarding is something external, something exciting and flashy and fun, then yes, our attitude towards waiting will suck. We will hate it and hate the world for not rewarding us like the little rats we are. But if our rewards are internal, if we take pleasure in our own thoughts, our own presence, in the simple act of experiencing the world as it is, then we can theoretically feel rewarded in any place and in any moment. The true rewards in life are the ones that bring us the most meaning, and meaning can be found, well, anywhere, but is most often found in the slow, methodical plod towards some great long-term destination. And the greater the destination, the less noticeable the hiccups along the way. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Be Patient in an Impatient World by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And thank you again to Mark. I agree, patience is hard to come by these days. Our attention is hard to come by. Well, I take that back. We have attention on something all the time, but how quickly we move on from one thing to the next is pretty crazy. I was having a conversation about this very thing the other day, and when I was asked, what builds patience? The very first thing that came to my mind is basically the first thing he suggested, learning to be still. The way I think about it is learning to be okay not doing anything. I had a college professor who made us do stuff like that, literally sit and watch the TV with the TV off. That can be kind of infuriating if you can imagine staring at a TV that's not on and then the assignment was to simply write about our experience and we'd share as a class too how we felt about it. And a lot of what came up was anger, frustration, irritability, and not even within ourselves, but I remember one classmate actually had his roommate walk in, saw him staring at the blank screen and was like, what are you doing? And my classmate replied with something like, watching the TV. And that actually made his roommate mad. It's pretty funny, but as a person experiencing it, it's tough to sit and do nothing. That's a practice of patience. And as I so often do, I'll recommend the practice that has worked for me, which is pretty much sitting and doing nothing, and that's meditation. You sit, focus on the breath, a thought arises, you let it go very nicely, not mad at it, and then you come back and focus on the breath again and do that over and over again. It's frustrating at first. It's boring at first, might even make you angry at first, but it'll build your patience, trust me on that. Oh, and if you like this two-part series, Mark has some super popular books worth checking out, very highly reviewed, and his articles that I narrate for you are a good representation of his style and what you'll get in the books. Come by markmanson.net to find his books and a lot more. But that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here and sharing the show with others. It means a lot. Have a great day and I'll see you for the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.